Good morning. Uh, there are five groups that brought Korban Pesach, and uh, they all had a great time. And then afterwards, they noticed when they picked up the hides, they all got mixed together that one of the hides indicated that one of the animals was blemished. So the problem is there's one group that's got to do a do-over, but we don't know which one. So we're going to spend a little bit of time figuring out what to do. But we've got to start again from the bottom of yesterday's Gomorrah, Pechas Samud Beis, 88b. Let's start from the two dots, um, just to remember where we were. We started off with the, uh, uh, a person sent a servant to uh, pick up a Korban Pesach. And uh, the master forgot what he, when he ordered the menu, he said, I'll take lamb chops tonight or I'll take goat chops. He forgot what he said. Now, the problem is that you, um, uh, if you already dedicated one, you can't switch to the other. So uh, the question is, uh, did he fulfill his offering or not? So, Omer Abaye, So this case is, he forgot the, the, which one he had promised uh, to dedicate. He forgot after they already sprinkled. The Idnid Israq Dam Havichazilachila. This was the case where he did two. The servant did both because uh, he couldn't remember what the master wanted. And so um, it has to be that when he prepped it, when, when he got the offering off, it was still kosher and t- uh, before the spritz. Um, this way, when they did the spritz, everything was good. So, and then he forgot afterwards. And the reason why that's important is there's two things. One is, if your Corbin Pesach is brought correctly, even if you don't eat, you don't make Pesach Sheni. If your Corbin Pesach is not brought correctly at all, then you do make Pesach Sheni. If he forgot before the spritz, the ki izrek dam lo chazi when they spritzed. Nobody can eat it because they don't know if it's the right Corbin. So then they have to do Pesach Sheni. And some people learn it on the Brisa. That was the case that I explained to you. Hamisha, five different groups, Shinisarva, Oris Piskeim, Zebazeb. They mixed up the hides. Venimsa Yovelis Belchan Mehan, and one of them has a blister, has a blemish. So Kulam Yotzabezesrefa, you gotta burn them all. Why? Because they're a invalid Corbin. But Upatamalaso Pesakshani. But these five groups don't have to do it again because it sounds like four out of five dentists survey, you know, four out of five are okay. Right, so Amr Abaye, Lo Shano So that's going to be our question today. Really, is um, it, it, we have this dilemma. There's five groups, and one of them didn't bring. There should be a way to fix this. Uh, that's really the question. We're going to try some creative ways to figure out. Uh, I mean, it's a bad thing that you have a whole family that brought Korban Pesach and they didn't end up doing a mitzvah. So uh, they didn't notice the blister. So the question is, is there some method to fix it? Now, what complicates it is, is that we don't know which group it is. It's any one of the five. Okay. So on this, Abai explained what we said before. Lo shanu The hides got mixed up after the spritz. To be in this victim, because when they did the spritz, everything was hunky-dory. But if it got mixed before the spritz, in other words, if they knew there was a problem before they sprinkled, so then nobody fulfilled their mitzvah. So uh, th- this, this is just this statement that the problems have to happen after the sprinkle. If they happen before the sprinkle, it's for, for sure not a good korban. You can't, 
part of the korban is that the blood is sprinkled on their behalf. At that moment, it was good. But if that moment uh, there was a problem, then the sprinkle doesn't work. So, manda masni, masni, if you learn it in our case of the Mishnah, where the servant mixed up what you wanted a goat or a sheep, and you mixed up, you forgot what you wanted. So, that, if that has to be after the spritz, so certainly on the brice, it has to be after the spritz of the five uh, sheep. But Mandamasna Brice, if you learned it in the Brice, Avmasnisin Lo, could be the Brice is a bigger issue. Why? Kivnik Sherim Ninu. In the Mishnah, both the lamb or the goat are kosher. Uh, as long if you would remember or remind yourself, hmm, let me think, what was I in the mood for this year? Did I ask for lamb? Did I ask for goat? We took a vote. So then it would be okay. In front of God, he knows what you picked. So actually, in the case of the Mishnah, when you brought the offering, the fact that later on you weren't sure which one was the real one, but God knew which one was the real one. So you're really okay. Uh, and so uh, that, that case, we would know it. But in the other case, the Corbin Pesach, one of them was definitely no good. So now we're going to examine that. We said four out of five, they don't have to bring Pesach Sheni. How could, how could they not bring? You've got one out of five families that didn't fulfill their obligation. Their lamb had warts. So the answer is, Mishum Delo Epsher. The reason that we're over here is because we're stuck. Why, Hickey, Levitt, what should we do? So, you know what? Maybe we should have each one bring a Pesach Sheni, just in case. In other words, we, we tell people the bad news. There's five groups here. We tell you, guess what? We discovered a blemish, and it might have been your group. So, why doesn't everybody just do a do-over, celebrate another Seder, and have a Pesach Sheni? Why can't they do that? So, well, guess what? Four out of five don't need a Pesach Sheni. And if they do it again, their animal won't be holy. And then they'll actually be doing a sin of bringing a non-holy animal into the temple. You can't do that. The Arbi Minayu because four out of five already did it. So, you know, the more has a new idea. Three lines from the bottom. You know what? Let all of them bring... One, let them all be, uh, the five families will get together and they'll just bring one between the five of them. And they'll all, that, that instead of having to pay for five new korbanas, they'll only pay for one. Nimsa Pesach, the Morris said you can't do that either because some of the eaters are not registered. Nimsa Pesach, Necho Shaloi Minuyev. You can't have non-registered people that uh, four out of five already had the Pesach. So if they bring another one, they, they won't be able to eat it just in case because they're not registered. So, so far, we're stuck. We haven't found the solution. So the Gemara said, hi, my. Hi, my means what are we going to do over here? Hi, this case, my, what should we do? You know what? We got a new idea. Again, the Gemara is, uh, there, there, it's an important process that it's just because something right now doesn't look like you figured it out doesn't mean that you won't come up with a solution. That's what it teaches you. Put your head, let's put our heads together. So again, we got five groups. One of them had, uh, we found out later, one of the animals was no good. And we don't know which one. And we can't have everybody bring a new one. That won't work. And we can't bring one for everybody. That won't work. So you know what? Moore has a new idea. Nesi kolchad now Pesach. Let everyone bring a Corbin Pesach. And you know what? Let them say the following declaration. Let's do a conditional thing. We've had these conditions before. And say the following. Benema. Edd Balmum. If our Corbin Pesach was the one that was blemished, 
the one that had the warts. Hide I see Hashta in Havi Pesach. So this should be in its place. This will be the makeup for that. If Tam, and if the one that I we brought already was perfect, and we already did the Korban Pesach, had the I see Hashta in Havi Shlamim. Let it be a donation. A shlamim. This will be done during Pesach Shani. During Pesach Shani, right. So let it be a shlamim. In other words, uh, why don't you just bring, have everybody bring one and make a condition that if they need a Pesach, it's a Pesach. If they don't need a Pesach, it's a shlamim. So now the Gemara thinks we got the solution. The Gemara said, no, can't do it. Low Epsher. Why? I'll tell you what the problem is. The problem is, us Kohanim, I'm a Kohen, uh, they're supposed to get, if it's holy, if it's a shlamim, they get a piece. The, the rule is that when you bring a korban shlamim, uh, some of it gets eaten by the kohanim, the chose and the shok. And uh, since if it's a korban pesach, the kohanim don't get anything. That goes to oh, just to your whole family. So uh, the problem is, what are we going to do about the kohen's part? Uh, the kohanim are supposed to eat that. Um, and you can't give it to a Kohen because it might be a Korban Pesach. You can't eat it because it belongs to the Kohen. So uh, what are you going to do over here about the Kohen's part? In other words, you, you can't say either it's a Korban Pesach or it's a Shlomim. What about the Kohen part? So the Morris says, No problem. Get a Kohen to join you. In other words, invite a Kohen to your Pesach Sheni Seder. So, and then this way, the Kohen, uh, if it's a Korban Pesach, so he'll be eating part of the Korban Pesach. If it's a Shlamim, then he'll be eating the Kohen gift of the Shlamim. So the Morris said, Hi, Kohen, Hekidami. Mr. Kohen over here, what's this deal with him? Eid of Pesach, if he already did Korban Pesach, so you can't invite him to the Pesach Sheni, because Dilma Hai Pesach, because this might be the real McCoy, it might be the makeup of Pesach, he can't be invited to join another Pesach, he can't eat Pesach twice. And if he never did Korban Pesach, and this is the makeup, but Dilma Shlamimhu, this might be a Shlamim of a little Pesach, and the Kohen isn't going to want to join your group because he needs to bring a Pesach. So this isn't going to suit Mr. Cohen. If it doesn't suit him, so uh, that it's not a good idea. So we're back to the drawing board. What are these five families going to do to make sure that they've all done their Pesach? Uh, so the Morris says, "Venisnu kol kamisha." You know what? Let's have all five groups make a condition. Uh, let the, each group bring a kohen, and eat, and they'll get a kohen who didn't do the Pesach yet. Venimnu, um, uh, basically, let all five groups of people. Uh, come together and bring one, and they'll bring a Kohen with them. Benimna allowed. Now, since you have all five, so there's for sure one group that didn't bring a Pesach Sheni. So for sure, this is going to be a valid Pesach Sheni Korban Pesach. And uh, they'll have the Kohen, and, um, and they'll make a condition. So, uh, uh, and, and the, um, I'm sorry, they'll bring five of them. Hani And this way, this Kohen is going to be very lucky. He's going to have five different... He's going to be invited to five seders for Pesach Sheni. <laughs> he better be hungry. <laughs> so, the Mamanushach, and this way, any way you look at it, there's one, the low Abed Pesach. One of these groups didn't make the original Korban Pesach, and now, uh, the Kanafik Bay, and this will be the real Korban Pesach. 
So basically, you have all five groups bring, and each one says, if we're the guy that didn't get the Korban Pesach, this is our Shlomim. And uh, so this way, every group will have definitely brought a second Pesach. Aye, what about the Kohen part? Each group will make sure to have a Kohen with them. Uh, and it'll be the same Kohen. Elumora said, uh, there's a different problem here. Why did, this is a great idea. Elumora is very creative here. They're going to share the same Kohen amongst all five of them? Yeah. I thought you couldn't do right. What if they're all... What if, oh, it's because there's, there's only, only one. one. It's a Pesach. It. The others are just, uh, just steak, you know, oh, just shlumming. Yeah, yeah. So the Morris says you have a different problem. You know why you can't make these conditions? The rule is uh, there's a different uh, refrigeration expiration date of a shlamim, uh, as we said before. A shlamim, you get longer to eat. Korban Pesach, you get shorter to eat. If you're going to come and bring a Korban Pesach and say, well, if I need it for a Pesach, it's a Pesach. If I don't, it's a shlamim. But because you're saying it might be a Pesach, you're going to have to have, uh, burn it early. You're going to have to burn it with the deadline of the Pesach. And you're not supposed to do that to Shlamin. To Kamayi Bakhilu Shlamin, you're giving yourself less time to eat the Shlamin. To Ilu Pesach, because if it's a Korban Pesach, all you get is Leon Velayla, the day and the night. And, and by the way, you've got to finish according to many, you've got to finish the Korban Pesach by midnight. So you have a very short time to finish that. Especially this Kohen is going to have to eat five lambs, he's going to be pretty full. The ilu shlamim, but if it's a regular shlamim, the shnei yamim you get two days in a night. So uh, therefore, this is really not going to work because you can't do that to shlamim. So, that's good. so is it a problem to eat the shlamim sooner than the two days in a night? No, it's not a problem to eat it sooner. But what will happen is, is that uh, you'll end up burning the leftovers with the uh, when, there's still time to eat when there's still time to eat it, and you're not allowed to do that. That's the problem. Yeah. You'd have to finish lock, stock, and barrel. That, that's correct. Good morning, Dr. Yafi. We're on Paytest Ahmed Aleph, and we're almost at a, at a solution for this group here. What happened was five groups uh, brought Korbanus Pesach, and they all left their hides in the same place. It's almost like their coats got all mixed up. So uh, then when they went after, after their Seder to pick up their hides, they noticed that one of them had a blemish. So, uh, so one of these groups needs to bring Pesach Sheni, and we're trying to figure out a way that they could. So then the Morris says, all right, you know what? Venaisi Moser to Pesach. We got a great idea. So what the thing that we said was maybe they should bring one and make a condition, if it's a Pesach or if it's a Shlomim. And we got into trouble because a Shlomim is a different kind of offering than a Pesach. It has a different expiration date. It gets lower, and you can't really turn a Shlomim into a Pesach. Okay. So Morris says, why don't you get Pesach leftovers? Um, in fact, uh, one of the, um, one of the uh, kosher stores, uh, there's, there's a black group that has a Seder every year, and they do it after Pesach. They, they have their own schedule or whatever, and the store is always thrilled because you can, he sells them the matzah and stuff after <laughs> Pesach because <laughs> it's worthless to us, right? It's, uh, that, uh, so uh, it works perfect to get rid of all the, uh, he sends them extra macaroons and all, all, everything they need. Because they don't really care about the date. They just have it when it's convenient or whatever. So. But at any rate, um, it's a, that worked out good, whoever uh, figured that out. You know. But um, it happens every year. It's just this group comes and they, they make a Seder, but it's, it's Easter time or something. I don't know exactly. Or, In Atlanta? Yeah, yeah. It's a, like a black congregation or something. But uh, at any rate, uh, why can't you use Pesach leftovers? 
and was let's say somebody brought more than one animal in case they needed it, and they didn't need it. They uh, um, it also depends on how hungry everybody is. But nicely, most pesa instead of bringing a shlamim, bring a leftover pesach. name and you say like this: Edd balmum. If mine is the blemished one, so had I see hashin have it so. This leftover Pesach will be used for my, for my Pesach that I missed the first time. The E.D.D. Tom, uh, and if the one that I brought was the Tom, had the I.C. Hashta Shlamim, then what I have now will be a Shlamim. Right, what about our problem? It has a different sell-by date. The rule is the Moser Pesach Nechala Yom Velayla. Pesach leftovers always get the same amount of time as the original Korban Pesach. So it comes out this is a better solution than bringing a Shlamim. So that's the that's the new solution. The Morris says um, Would we uh, set aside extra korbanos? Um, are you allowed to dedicate something that could be left over? That venitriku venaisi moser pesach. We. Um, so the, the Gemara thought that what's happening here is you're turning it into a leftover. Meaning you're buying a sheep after Pesach and saying this should be a leftover Pesach. So our question is, you can't turn something into Pesach leftovers. It has to be that you had it before Pesach and it became leftover. So what our whole solution is that you turn it into Pesach leftovers. The Kimafrishans, Kimafrishans, can you turn something into a Pesach leftover? So the Gemara says, well, no problem. You know what you do? Go to trouble and look around. Somebody's got an extra box of matzah somewhere. Somebody's got an extra lamb sitting. It's not that you turn it into leftovers. You find somebody else's leftover. And I see most of Pesach. So, so far, we've got, we're getting close here to the solution. So again, what happened was you found out that your Corbin, uh, or possibly uh, you were in a group that had a blemished offering. So you need to bring another one. But on the other hand, you might have already done it because you don't know which of the five was. So you know what you do is you find somebody that has Pesach leftovers and then you bring it on Pesach Shani and you say, if I was the one that had the animal with the wart, this is my makeup. If I'm not the animal that had a wart, so I'll bring this as a Pesach leftover. Pesach leftovers are shlamin, but they have a lesser sell-by date. So everything will be great. Now, we said before, well, you can't dedicate. You're right, you can't dedicate. You'll have to find someone else who has an extra leftover. So then the Gemara says, yeah, but there's a different problem. Uh, what about the ceremony where you put your hands on it? Uh, I don't know what they do during COVID times, right? You're supposed to put your hands on the animal and lean on it. That's part of the... It's actually like giving over yourself on the animal, putting your sins on the animal, so to speak. So, uh, so uh, the problem is, that if this is a Korban Pesach, there's no smicha, there's no putting your hands on it. If it's leftovers, you're supposed to. So you got a problem here that you can't bring it, because what about smicha? Gemara says, all right, you're right. If it belonged to a man, that Korban requires smicha. Korban nashim, ma'ikla Women's offerings don't need smicha. They didn't have to go to the base of Migdash and uh, fight with the cow. That was uh, whatever reason the Torah exempted them. Uh, so, uh, you know what? Get a leftover Pesach offering of a woman. 
you didn't know they had female Pesachim and Pesach uh, groups. <laughs> That's legit. We have to tell the young Israel. They'll be excited. Right? So the, uh, the, the, now, this is actually permitted by halacha. They won't like it so much. But uh, there's a, you're allowed to have a women's... In fact, that's what we said. Sometimes the women want to go uh, have the Pesach with the other women, right? With the women's group. That's perfectly okay. And they get away with not having to do the uh, leaning on the animal. So what are you going to say? The Morris says, you've got a different problem. What's that? Al-Mashumatanas. What about the applications? Different offerings have different applications. The Ilu Pesach, if it's a Pesach, it has one blood applique, one spritz. The Ilu Shlamim Shtayim, Shem Dalit, you've got to do two, which is four, because it's on the corners. So now we've got a new problem that we thought we're getting close to solving this dilemma, that we were going to bring Pesach leftovers. But the problem is, you can't, if you're not sure which Corbin it is, how do you know how many applications to do? The Gemara said, "My nafkamino. What's the difference if you don't do every one?" As long as you did one, it worked. There's a rule, even though each one, some of them have more than one spritz. As long as you got one good one, you you fulfilled your obligation. So don't ask me questions that you can't do this because you won't get the right number of applications. It's not ma'akiv. It's not. It's not essential. So the Morris says, I'll tell you there's a different problem. What's the problem? One's a spill and one's a spritz. There's a different, different ceremony in the blood. That's the problem. So the Morris said, yeah, but why is that a problem? If you're supposed to spritz it and instead you spill it, yotza, uh, it works. So, so far, we're, 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 it seems like this should work. So the Gemara says, If you, by mistake, didn't spritz it enough, or you spilled it, then it would work. But uh, who said you could go ahead and bring it like that? So the bottom line is, there is no solution. So that's why the mission didn't have uh, anything to do for these. Uh, uh, what's going to be a strange thing is that one whole group uh, will have not brought a Pesach offering that year, and they won't know which one it is. There's just no solution for them. And they can't do the makeup either because they're not sure. Okay, moving along. That was very technical, but you'll see, again, it just, it, we're trying to be creative here to find a solution. Um, there's a, a similar solution uh, for putting tefillin on cholamoid. There's a big debate whether cholamoid is a holiday like Shabbos and you don't wear tefillin, or cholamoid is um, not a holiday in that regards because you're allowed to work on Cholomoid, and so you should put on tefillin. So the Chafetz Chaim, a holy person, he says, well, we've got to solve this problem. Like, you know, what are we going to do? So he said, well, you make a condition. He said that you put on tefillin, and you say, if it's, it's a, like a weekday and I'm supposed to put on tefillin, I'm putting on tefillin. If it's not a, a, and it's really a holiday, so then I'm just putting straps on my arm. And uh, you don't lose anything like that. So there's like no problem. This way a person can put on tefillin. And even if they, you know, if the halacha is like those that don't, it's, uh, again, it's a condition. He used the same kind of logic uh, that uh, um, you don't make a bracha like that, uh, that covered time, but that, that was his suggestion. Okay, new Mishnah. Omar uh, Now, the story is like this. You live outside of Yushalayim, and uh, there's tens of thousands of people coming up, and you're getting ready to make the trip. Now, the one that brings the lamb, he needs more time. He's got to pick out a good one, and he has to get a shochet, and he's going to go in the Azorah. And then when he comes out of the Azorah, he's got to find his, his family. 
Now, they, are, uh, the kids, they traveling up, some of the boys were at yeshiva, and the girls were wherever they were, and they're uh, all supposed to meet at uh, the certain spot in Yerushalayim where the family's eating. Now, the problem is that what if they come late? Uh, the father's concerned that some of the kids, uh, it's real exciting, Pesach time, everybody's coming around, and, and some kids get lost, so he's worried that they won't get there on time. Uh, they'll be late to the Seder. So the father says, Omer Levanov, he t- tells his kids, He said, last one here is a rotten egg. That was what he said. The, the first one is going to, I'm going to include him, and the other ones, forget it. So Kivin Shiknes Arisha and Rosh is the first one there, sticks his head in there, so he gets his portion, Umezaka es Achavimo. And uh, the other ones will be able to eat also. But this was the father's way of saying special prize for number one. Uh, that's, that's what he did. Okay. So Lumor says, how does this work uh, at, when, we don't, when he's going to shek the Korban Pesach and say it's only for one? Does that mean yesh breira, that there's selection? Uh, we said before that you can't do it retroactive. How did he know who would win the race? You could argue the father knows which one of the kids is going to get there on time. But still. How does it work? So, this is not what's going on over here. The father's just trying to get the kids uh, to move it. He doesn't want them to show up late. So, it says also that the one who comes could get for the, all his brothers and sisters. If the father made reservations for all of them, so that's why all of them work. Eliyamras, if you're going to say that he really meant to exclude the kids that didn't show up, after he shafted it, how could he give it to the winner? We learned you can include new, new people or people can back out until Shkita, but once it's shafted, whoever's there is there. So Shmabina, clearly he, the father did it for all the kids. This was just uh, in order to um, make a prize for the first one there. And we could prove that because it says also, so there was a story where a person made that condition. And guess what? The girls won. The girls won the prize. And the boys lost. And uh, they were upset that they lost to their sisters. Okay. So that's the end of that story. So uh, we thought we, that would deal with the reservations. But in the end, the father, of course, included all the kids. And he was just telling them that... Uh, in order to get them there on time to, to be at the Seder. Let's see the, uh, uh, the Mishnah. Um, it's very different if you live in a city where you feel safe. Like in, in the old days in Yushalayim, you used to have little kids get on the bus. You know, five-year-olds would get on a bus. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's a Jewish place. You weren't worried about where they, you know, uh, that they go, the, you know, they, they go to school and they would tell them, you know, have somebody cross you. So the kids will wait by the street for an adult to come cross them. And people would just not, that's, you know, of course, there was nothing to worry about. It's Israel. We're all Jewish, right? That was the, I don't know if they still do it like that, but that was in the old days, certainly it was like that. <coughs> Let's see the Gemara. La'olam, a new Mishnah. I'm sorry. La'olam, nimnin olam, ad Now, what new people are going to beg to join your Seder? You never know how many, last minute, a lot of people are going to join. So how, how can you include new people? Uh, if you won't have enough Corbin paste to go around. So you can keep on adding as long as there's going to be an olive size for each one. They can back out also until Shkita. Rishimon said, They can actually back out until the Shpritz. Okay. 
My Kamashman, what's it coming to teach you? How Kamash? This is what it's coming to teach you. Alpha Gafta Imdi Khaburazu. Even though a whole group said they're coming, they could back out. I love People can change their minds until the Shkita. Um, the debate, whether it's the Shkita or the Zrika, uh, the, the debate about pulling out, the Rabban and Sabri, they learned it from here. You can do it as long as the animal's alive. If the sheep or the goat is alive, people can just say, I'm not going to join. I, reservations come in until the, as long as the animal's still alive. Rishimon says, no, he learns it a different word. It, this pasuk, he learns the processing of the sheep. One view is you can join as long as it's a sheep, it's alive. The other view is, no, as long as it's not processed. What's the process? The sprinkling. But to to shech that everybody agrees uh, you got to have your reservation before the shkita. It says you got to have a reservation. And it repeats itself. You, gotta, you can change your mind until shkita. Rav Shimon says, He says, um, you can join in until shkita. You can back out until the shpitz. Okay, as we turn the page. Wow, a lot, lot of Mishnayas here. New Mishnah. Ha mamuna imo echad bechalko. So, um, what happens if you're joining a, a group for Pesach, and uh, an old friend sees you and says, "Oh, great! I don't have a place. Can I join with you?" Now you already uh, have. There was a limited number of place settings, so you say, "You know what? They were, my piece was going to have at least uh, two olive sizes of of lamb chops." So I'll invite you, and you'll share my portion. So can you do it? Hamuna, you're allowed to invite somebody to share your portion. Uh, so Rishad b'nei Kapura litin lo eshelo. So the other people in the group um, can tell him, oh, wait a second, we don't have a place setting for this guy who you invited. So they can say, here, we'll give you half of this other guy's food and you make your own place setting somewhere else. You know, the table setting is very important to the, the women where everybody sits and uh, that everybody has space and they all have a Seder plate. And if you show up after shul with somebody else and say, well, I knew you didn't have enough food, but I'll give him half of mine. But where's he going to sit? So uh, what you're, the B'nai Chabura can give him what he's going to eat. Now, normally you have to eat it in one place. But over here, since he came in late, they can give him his portion and he can eat it in a separate spot. Okay. What happens if you're eating, you have a whole bunch of people for the Korban Pesach, and one of your group has, uh, has a big appetite, has hands that are nice. That's the expression. He keeps on eating. He's, 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 um, uh, you discover that he's not the one you want to share your Pesach offering with. So what do you do? So can they tell him, you know what? Here, you take your portion, but say, and get out of here. <laughs> take your portion and go eat over there. Me, They can tell him, listen, each one of us gets uh, divided equally. Here's yours. He said... Um, Maybe he could say to them, uh, We uh, accepted you to come in and join our Korban Pesach because we wanted to make sure there'd be no leftovers. But that you should come in and eat more than us. 
Lo keplenucha. We never agreed to that. So again, everybody agreed that the following people would join them. And you get somebody that's just uh, finishing off everything. <laughs> and so can you say to him, wait a second, we only agreed to have you that you should eat your portion. To eat more, no way, Jose. So can they kick him out or not? So Toshma. If somebody joins you, you can split yours. We learned in our Mishnah that if you didn't get agreement from everybody and you just said, I'll share with you, then they can tell him, you can give him his portion and say, here, you make your own place setting somewhere else. And they eat together. My time, what's the reason you're allowed to do this? The reason is, you know, when somebody says, I'm going to have somebody else share my portion, inevitably he's going to eat more. He's not, he doesn't want to eat half, so he's going to eat all the side dishes. Uh, he's, going to, he's going to take... Um, uh, so basically the reason they're allowed to say, here, we're, we're going to cut this guy's plate in half and give you half and send him away is because if they leave him there, he's going to end up eating more than half a share. So that's like if he can say to you, you already agreed to have me, I can eat as much as I want. This guy should be like that. How can you kick him out? So the Morris said, Lo, Deyashani. He says, More people is different. Because if two people were like one, they could still say, we don't want a stranger to be here. We never agreed to have this guy at our Seder. It's just not comfortable having a non... Uh, sometimes, for example, um, girls typically don't sing in front of men that are not in the family. So if you invite a stranger there, the girls, the women won't be able to sing. You know, and so maybe they don't want a stranger there. You know, nothing personal, but it's uh, this person going to do... You know, or, or just in general, people aren't comfortable with somebody there. So that is the question right now. Can you kick somebody out? Can you give him his food and say, you go sit over there? So Tashma, come in here. Hashamash, what about the waiter show? Because the waiter sits by the oven and eats over there. That's where the waiters eat if he's Jewish. So Imei Pekeak, and we said if he was smart, he would eat before he gets up because once he leaves his spot, he can't eat more. So Imei if everybody wants to be nice, they go and they sit next to him. So Ratsu in, if they want to be nice, they, they can join them. This person shouldn't eat the Seder alone. Lo, Ratsu, lo. But if they don't want to be nice, you can force them to eat alone. So, oh my, name it, why, why do they force the waiter to sit there and eat in the kitchen? Hakablusin. Didn't they accept him in the Seder? Shouldn't, he, shouldn't they be forced to let the waiter eat at their table, at the family table? So what do you see? That you're allowed to include somebody in the official Seder reservation, but tell him, go eat over there by yourself. So that's the proof we want to bring. That's Because that's what you want to do. You have somebody that paid an equal share, and he's part of your Seder reservation, but you find out that he eats too much, or he's not somebody you want there. So can you give him the amount of food that he paid for and send him on his way? So this is a proof from the waiter. So the Morris said, Shani Hassam, it's different. Um, we uh, accepted you to join the Seder that you should work for us and serve us. The mitrik lan didan, that we should have to go sit over there with you in the kitchen, lo kablu, that we never agreed. The waiter's a special arrangement. You, 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 when you accepted the waiter in your group, he wasn't accepted as an equal. So yes, you agreed that he can share your Korban Pesach, but that's clear 
that he was meant to eat in the kitchen. Um, that's the uh, sometimes the uh, you know mashkiach for an event and you want to eat the kitchen. There's really nowhere to eat, so you want to go outside and sit at the table. You know, so it's a question of uh, uh, did, did, was that in the did. Uh, uh, but sometimes the host claims they have to pay extra for that with a caterer if the mashgiach takes a... Uh, I've been in places where they they have sandwiches like peanut butter and jelly for the... Uh, they, they're required to feed the band and to feed the people that are there during the event. And so the, the, the wedding meal costs them, you know, $60, $70 a person. So they, they make like peanut butter and jelly for the other people. And so it's a question whether you could do that or not. It's actually a problem sometimes in a kosher place where the sandwiches that they get, they have to make sure they're kosher and uh, that they... Uh, uh, but okay, Toshma. You discover that one of the people at your Seder has nice hands. Again, he has a big appetite. He's eating everything in sight and no one else is going to enjoy the meal. You're permitted to tell him. Take what's yours, but say, and get out of here. Not only during Pesach, but even during the rest of the year. Sibolus means, Rashi just says, a regular meal. You could always say, even though we all joined in together, say, get out of here. here take, take what you paid for. We don't want to eat with you. You could say it, please. You can say it in a nice way, but you're allowed to do that. So you see from here that you can disinvite, you can give him his food, and say, you know what, you make your seder by yourself. Uh, so my my below ode, what does it mean? And not only lo me boy come, and not only lo me boy pesach to matzah omer lei by korban pesach they could say ki kabla nuchalis nukezvicha. We were forced to accept guests because we had to finish off the lamb. Ella filusi bolus even a regular meal. The sabasa bialmahu, which there is no need. We just agreed to have you to be nice. Rishai lomerlo, they could say to him, you know what, let's split up. say. Some people say, how will you boil one for sure? If it's not a mitzvah meal, you could kick him out. This is the question. If you invited him to your Seder, can you then uninvite him? Again, you're still going to give him his food, but can you tell him, go sit over there? So Only if he has a big appetite. But not, uh, but not if he doesn't. It's specifically because of a problem. So now we're going to get a story that's going to help us resolve this issue. Listen to this story. I'm not sure what the lesson is. Repapa Ravuna Bredu Yeshua Irvu Rifta Bahariyadari. They made up that they would split the meal together. Ada Ocho Ravuna Bredu Yeshua Chad. While Ravuna Bredu Yeshua ate one portion, Ocho Repapa Arba. Repapa ate four times the amount. He was a fast eater. He was a fast eater or a heavy eater. And so uh, the other person um, realized that this isn't a person you want to share a meal with. So Amrle Palagli, um, he said, you know, he's, "He's got all those kids to support, Papa, you know." <laughs> <laughs> right. So he's hungry. Yeah. Okay. Very good. So the other guy said, "Let's just split it." Amrle Kabalusin. It's too late. You agreed to sp- that that I can. We're eating together. You can't tell me I can just get half. Eisve Kohanichufta. So we ask these questions from the Seder where you can kick him out. Bishani, and we said that's different. And we asked him about the Over there they said that they only brought him in to, uh, to share the Corbin, but you brought me in to share the whole meal. Uh, and he's, he, um, he asked him about Sibolus, even a regular meal, also, um, uh, that 
Um, so he said, okay, I'll, they'll split it. Also, this time, the next meal, he decided he would have to get a different person to share with. Also, Ravina. This time, he decided he'll share his meal with Ravina. So guess what happened? He ate one meal. Ravina ate eight. So then he said, May a puppy I'd rather have a hundred puppies than one Ravina. <laughs> so, so sometimes, you know, you think you're going to get a better situation and have a different roommate, and you never know what you're going to get. Uh, different people eat. You can't judge. There's sometimes skinny people that eat tons, and there are heavy people that don't eat so much. Like, you never know. Like, you're trying to figure out who am I best splitting my meal with. So uh, that was the end of that story. There must be something behind that, but I don't know what it is. Okay. Don Rabbanan. It's a real question when somebody has a Pesach reservation, and you see he's going to ruin your Seder because he's going to demolish all the food, can you very politely say, here, this is the amount that each person gets. Uh, go sit over there and have a nice day. Can you disinvite him from the actual Chabura? Uh, so uh, what happens if you have somebody with you and you have a Korban Pesach and you have a Chagiga? So Moshe um, Now what happens is he's buying a share from you. So when he gives you money to pay for his share, the money is not holy. You have a holy cow or holy sheep, and he's joining with you, and his money becomes regular money. Now, what happens if you have an Ola or Shlomim and he wants to join in, and you sell it to him? So you sold him the Brooklyn Bridge. You can't do that. But once you've dedicated a Korban Pesach, you can join in, but not uh, your Ola or Shlomim. Now, what do you do with the money? So the money that he gave you for the Korban, the Brooklyn Bridge, uh, you have to just put that in the Pushka. So then the Morris says, If he bought the Brooklyn Bridge when he bought your Korban, so most of my Yiflun Adava, why do you got to throw them in the Pushka? Give him his money back. It's a penalty. Uh, that uh, the, uh, you, can't, uh, you shouldn't uh, try to get, gain money on a Korban. Well, my Kolshen, what does it mean a little bit? Even, let's say, it was only worth four and he gave you extra. I feel by Yisera, even the extra you got to put in the pushka. You know what? The Babylonians are smart. Let me ask the Babylonians. Maybe they can explain the following thing. Uh, you know what? We'll leave this case. Uh, well, no, we do have time. One guy sets aside a lamb for his Korban Pesach. And the other guy has money set aside to buy a Korban Pesach. So, if the money was holy and the lamb was holy, how do you exchange the money for the lamb and then the money becomes unholy? Usually the way it works is, your money is not holy, and then you buy the lamb, and the lamb becomes holy, and then the money becomes unholy. But over here, the money was already dedicated for a Korban Pesach, and the lamb was already dedicated. So how do you decommission the money is going to be the question that we will leave uh, for tomorrow. Okay, have a great day, everybody. Be well.